Shut my door for me, please. Thank you. Welcome to the Bernie Kosar Show with the top dog, Hanford Dixon. Bring it on, top dog. You know it. You know it. Hey, man, I, I, I got to tell you guys this before we uh, get going here. Uh, I was I was doing a um, an appearance uh, this past weekend, and I was in... Uh, Back down in Zanesville, Ohio. Zanesville, Ohio. I was, uh, but in stomping grounds there, the the world-famous Y Bridge. Went, listen to this. I did an appearance in Zanesville, ABK, and I was um, I had to do a speech. So, uh, you know, I, I did a speech. I was talking, and, uh, and at the end of the appearance, I just want you guys to know, I broke out in my song, you know, about... Uh, leave me alone, you know. If you, you don't like the way I'm living, I, I want to say, is that I think we're ready for the song. Yeah. Some people. Watch out over there, now. Watch got- out, Gab. Watch out over there, now. I like that voice. But man, I'm telling you, the Gab, Bernie, they went crazy. I mean, they absolutely went crazy. I can't tell you how many people came up to me. Um, well, obviously, well, because you're so dang. Where, where were you at? It. Hey, where were you at in Zanesville? I was I'm at seriously the, uh, there a VFW. lot. VFW. Uh, okay, uh, I know exactly where yeah, that's at. Yeah, yes, I, I was at the VFW and I was there, and uh, I and, and I'm telling you, man, they came up to me and they just wanted to talk. And obviously, my speech was pretty darn good too. You know, I am a pretty good speaker. I so, actually, yeah, I, I spend quite a bit of time there. We love Zanesville. <laughs> actually, um, for the show, not anticipating that. And I can't believe you didn't tell me this weekend well, you're going down there. Well, I, well, we could have crossed paths. I was down there myself. Well, I know it, big dog. You know, I, was, I, was, I wasn't in and out because actually I spent the uh, night down there. And uh, I, I tell you, really, really good people. Really, really good people. And then the sheriff was... Uh, was uh, there and he was in the artist and I, I looked at the sheriff and I said, hey, "Big dog, I want to be on your side. Yeah. You know, I, you know, I, I have a few enemies, but I don't want you to be one." Yeah. He was just laughing so hard. Zanesville's almost halfway towards from Cleveland down towards Cincinnati, and I get down to Zanesville a lot. There's an there are awesome people there. It's an awesome part of the state. Love the families, the people, the community there. But just like uh, our country. Um, our state in particular, that part of our state, we've been hit hot, hard with the opiate issue there. And I get down to the Karen house um, there to help with some rehabilitation for people, families and stuff in our communities and that. So um, I know that's a, something that I talk quite a bit about on the show here that I'm, I'm fixated with. So. Yeah. And I'll say this real quick before we're going to break, Gab. I just want to thank Casey and everybody in Zanesville and all those guys for having me. I really, really had a good time. Oh, good. Thanks, Casey. And thanks our friends at the Karen House. Well, between your singing, Hanford, and our, our guests we're bringing in dance moves that he's got, uh, <laughs> I think this is a, a, a great pair. Let's go to break. We'll be right back with our featured guest. Let's shuffle to break. <laughs>
All right, welcome back to the Bernie Kosar Show with the top dog, Hanford Dixon. We are bringing in our special guest. I like what you did there, Bernie, the shuffling. Yeah. <laughs> he, he really let us in. Shuffle it. in, huh? We are joined virtually by former Bengals running back. He was a second-team All-Pro in 1988, the Ickster, Icky Woods. Yeah, hey, Icky. What up, what up? What's going on? What's going on? All the uh, the dog pound fans out there, how y'all doing? We're show. Sure. Y'all don't like you. I know y'all don't like your boy too much, but man, give give me a little love at least. You know? Oh, we <laughs> hey, we love our boy. We love it. Man. Hey, and we're 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 showing too. We're showing how Bengals and Browns, how we could all get along. Okay, yeah. oh no doubt. As we age here, it's it's not like in the old days where we had the no fraternization rule on the sidelines oh, yeah. during the game. Well, you guys could say. What you want to say? I am not getting old. I am still young. I'm still 29. If you and Nikki want to be, you, you get old. That's y'all business. You know, I'm, I'm 29 and holding. Big dog, how you doing? Hey, Harvard, your mind, your mind say that Harvard, but your body saying something a whole lot different. We love that 29 number. Hey, speaking of of the body, do you still got the moves? What What do you have for us, Nikki? Yeah, I got I got a little bit of moves, but they ain't they ain't like they used to be. They're a little slower now, you know. <laughs> How did you come up with the icky shuffle? Girl, I was uh, I had actually flew my mom in for a game against Cleveland, actually, and um, me and my two oldest kids, uh, which were five and two at the time, were at home, and I was listening to some music, and I got up and started acting silly. <laughs> And uh, I said, Mom, if I score tomorrow, this is what I'm gonna, this is what I'm gonna do. She's like, Boy, you better not do that. You better not do that. And I was like, Mom, I got to. So I scored, and I kind of jumped up in the air and put my hands in between my legs. And Ricky Dixon, who was our first round draft choice uh, that year, came to me, and he was like, Woods, Woods, what was that? I was like, man, that was my celebration dance, man. He was like, man, that bitch was whack, man. Don't you do that no more. I'm like, oh, what you mean, Rick? It was whack. He said, yeah, it was. That was whack. I said, so what you think I ought to do? You think I ought to put some steps to it? He was like, yeah, man, throw some steps to it. So the whole week I'm thinking, what can I do? What can I do? And five minutes before it was time to go out and play the New York Jets, it just hit me. I said, Rick. Check this out. This is what I'm going to do if I score today. I'm going to go one, two, three this way, one, two, three this way, one, two, three this way, and I'm going to hop back three times and spike the ball. He's <laughs> like, oh, yeah, Ick, man, that's going to be live. That's going to be live. But I tell everybody, I was just fortunate enough to be in the right place at the right time. I was on a team that was that was winning games, and, you know, I, I scored over 18 touchdowns. Uh, that season so so it got to you know it, it got to be seen quite a bit and then we were um and then we was fortunate enough to make it to the super bowl that year yeah, the ricky dixon statements icky have have goosebumps in me right now um yeah I love to rather talk about your 1988 season, yours and his awesome rookie year, going, uh, winning the division, unfortunately at our expense, although I was hurt half the year, so you guys had a little advantage there. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no doubt. But no for doubt. you guys to have such an awesome year, and I'm getting goosebumps here, wanting to keep this light and keep this levity and stuff. But, you know, we were talking as uh, uh, before we got on air, that amazing first year you and Ricky had going to the Super Bowl. It was one of the classic um, comebacks by Joe Montana. Um, yeah. That ended up you guys not getting your ring, but uh, nothing to do with an amazing offensive performance that that you put on, and Ricky Dixon holding, and the Bengals defense holding the 49ers to less than 20 some points basically is amazing. Yeah. But you mentioned Ricky, and then yourself. I mean, you're, you're dominating the league. 1988, second game of the year, you end up tearing your knee in 1989. Um, having that in that field at Riverfront Stadium, but it got you in 1989, and I still think of, um, I still think of uh, some of the other injuries there. And you mentioned Ricky Dixon, who God, we yeah. have to say a, a prayer for him for some of the yeah, no for, doubt for no what doubt. Ricky's gone through um, um, with the ALS. And I'm thinking, like in 1989, I came back that second year. You um, is 89 or 90, and I'd come back. And you were you were hurt still, and Kevin Mack, uh, I threw a pass out in a flat to Kevin Mack, and Ricky Dixon and him went head to head <laughs> first. And to get, I'm the, I'm the first guy over there, and to see Ricky, right. Ricky Dixon and to see his eyeballs not in his head, and to be completely unconscious. And then, oh yeah, that's scary, man. Oh, scary. scary. And then, yeah. see, that's like yeah, Rick, 1989, Rick, 1990. Rick, 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 Rick only had one speed, man. That was full. Full steam ahead, man. Full <laughs> steam ahead, and people don't realize how, how those collisions uh, it, it actually cost us a lot of us in the long run, man. I'm I'm glad they uh, they're starting to you know take heed to that, man, and starting to uh, make the league a lot safer. I know everybody's talking about how soft the league has gotten, but you know it it is it has gotten safer too, man, and. Uh, and that's what uh, us old heads paved the way for these young guys to be making all that money and not doing all that hitting that we did. <laughs> wow, Icky. Icky, saying the old heads like that, God, I'm thinking of David Fulcher and then Ricky Dixon coming at strong safety there and the physicalness yeah. of that. Um, I love how you unfortunately said and recognized that so many of us are, are going through this. And I even think for us older guys, we don't get um, – satisfaction in saying that the uh, the the guys today should be getting hit and and run over basically like we were we see the ramifications of of some of these injuries the three of us yeah. are blessed to be here this morning talking here but god bless guys like ricky dixon and some so many of our other teammates and our brothers weren't able to come back from some of the old heads collisions and the way we uh Things we got put through back then. Hey, hey, big yeah, dog. No doubt. Big dog, I have one more question to, for you about that Icky Sheffield. You know, I, 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 I'm going to get to football, but this is I, I, my understanding, and you tell me whether or not this is true. Because I heard that uh, Paul Brown, the owner, when you did that Icky Shuffle, the owner came in the locker room and he told you that he didn't like the damn Icky Shuffle, but he said you could do it because his wife just loves the damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> is, is, is that a true statement? Yeah, or that like I, yeah, 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 man. I'm, you know, I'm sitting, I'm sitting in my locker, man, and and PB comes in, and what PB does is when he comes through the door, he goes straight to the back where the coach's office is. And he never stopped, you know, never, never stopped. Every time he comes to the door, 
it's straight back to the coach's office. <laughs> well, this particular time, I'm sitting in my locker, and he comes, he comes in the door, and he stops, and he looks over at me, and he starts to come over to me, and I'm like, oh, man. So I'm trying to think, Avery. What did you do wrong? Oh, what did you do? What did you do? Why is he coming over here? And I was like, I was like, I couldn't think of nothing. I said, well, I ain't done nothing. I said, well, why is he coming over? And I said, hey, PB, how you doing? He said, hey, Hickey, how you? I said, I'm doing okay. You know, what's, what's going on? He said, oh, nothing. I just wanted to come over and to let you know, he said, me personally, I don't care too much for that little dance you do. He said, but my wife loves it. You can do it anytime you get it. <laughs> that, that'll tell you who's in charge of uh, those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the great, the great Paul Brown. <laughs> we want to talk a little bit more about those playing days, too, Icky. Uh, what was it like being a rookie playing in the Super Bowl? Tell us a little bit about that. Well, it, it was fun. You know, it, it was something that, you know, especially as a kid, it was something that you dreamed of is you dreamed of making it to the NFL and then you dreamed of playing in the ultimate game. And and to get there my rookie year, uh, I was fortunate. Uh, I got with a team that uh, went through a 4-12 and season a year before. Uh, they made a lot of changes and, you know, had guys come in who could add, you know, to uh, the success to them. And then, you know, you, you're playing with guys like Anthony Munoz, Max Montoya, Joe Walters. You know, you had the awesome offensive line. And then Rodney Holman was our tight end. And then we had uh, James Brooks along with myself and, and uh, uh, Stanley Wilson at running backs. And then we had Eddie Brown and Tim McGee and uh, Mike Martin. And, uh, and Chris Collinsworth at receivers. So wow. we had an explosive offensive offensive team, and then we then we were the ones who actually started the no huddle offense that Buffalo tried to take credit for. But that's that's neither here nor there. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you were the pioneers, Coach so, Weiss, Boomer. Yeah, yeah. Coach Weiss and, and Bruce Cosley was uh, was innovative enough to. Uh, start to know how to offense and we were able to uh, catch a lot of teams off guard because they really didn't uh, really uh, couldn't prepare for the no huddle offense until later in the year when we uh, uh, everybody got used to it and so uh, it was it was just a fun time you know to come in and and be a rookie and to make it to the ultimate game you know and I was I was fortunate enough to be able to play in one uh, during my career. Boy, you're loaded with that. That's the offensive staff, man. <laughs> Amazing. We won some games against you guys. Uh, yeah, oh, hey, yeah. uh, well, that's yeah, super. You know, yeah, yeah, man, man, y'all had some great teams, man. You just didn't have the right, the, the right side of luck, man. You know, you had back-to-back years where you guys should have, you know, got over the hump and made it to the Super Bowl. You had the, the fumble one year and then, and then the drive the next year, man. And just, just very, very, very unfortunate. Hey, on a better note, I'm thinking about you mentioned the the great downtown Eddie Brown. That Super Bowl was in Miami. He was the most awesome receiver I played at with at the University of Miami. And actually coming out in 85, you guys shouldn't have had him because that was that was part of the package to get Eddie Brown and me to Cleveland. Iggy, <laughs> <laughs> I have a I have a question well, for you. Well, you know the the the, the blood between uh, the the Bengals and the Browns, it, it runs deep. You know they 
they they they they really didn't like each other at all. You yeah. know, just because uh, uh, Paul Brown and 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 I guess Modell f- fell out and and he uh, took a team right up the road, you know, and started another team. So there's been bad blood and between the the two teams, man. But you know, it's it's. It's getting better, you know, that you know that, that everybody's getting older, you know. Hey, as a historian of the game and uh, loving loving all the old school guys, um, I love Paul Brown. I love how you mentioned it. I think Hanford's the first time I ever heard him referred to as PB. <laughs> yeah, well, I was, I was trying, you know, I, I, you know, I would have been saying Mr. Brown. But, oh, yeah, you know, I know. But when you're you Icky Woods, you can say PB. <laughs> yeah, you know Icky, man. I'm impressed, my man. I, I sometimes my mouth runs astray, and I don't even think I have the stones you, to you say know, that. You know? you know what PB could, would say to Icky? As long as you keep scoring no touchdowns, yeah, as long as you keep running that ball, uh, you you can oh, do yeah, what you kind of yeah. what you want to yeah. do. <laughs> hey, oh, hey, yeah. Dog, I have a quick question wait, wait, for wait. you. Hanford, we got to take one more break. We'll okay. be right back. Hold that thought. Thanks so much for watching the Bernie Kosar Show. Welcome back to the Bernie Kosar Show with the top dog, Hanford Dixon. We are joined by former Bengals running back. We've got Icky Woods joining us virtually. And Hanford, I'll default to you. I know you had a question you wanted to ask him. Yeah, I I just have a quick question for you because uh, obviously uh, I'm going to go back to right before uh, he was drafted. And obviously the Cincinnati Bengals drafted you, Icky, with the 31st overall pick. Uh, I know coming out of uh, UNLV, I think that's where you were, and you, you, you were coming off a season where over 1,600 yards rushing. Uh, were you a little bit disappointed uh, that it took until the 31st pick for you to get drafted, or did you think you were going to go uh, higher than that, or are you just well, uh, okay? I, I, actually, I did, Hanford, because, you know, I, I, I led the nation in rushing my senior year, so I was the, the number one running back uh, as far as yardage and carries were concerned. And I, I, I thought I would get drafted higher. I know uh, uh, Chicago Bears were, were looking at me, and then uh, but they decided to take Brad Mustard, and uh, and, and I was really disappointed. And so uh, went to bed that night very highly upset because I didn't wasn't taken in the first round. And then uh, the next day came, and you know and I was the first person taken off the board on day two. So. Uh, but you know, as you know as well as I do, once your name is called, brother, you happy no matter <laughs> yeah. where you're going. You know, you're just happy. You're just happy to get to get drafted, man. And the Cincinnati Bengals uh, called me and uh, said that they were going to take me with the 31st pick, and I was uh, I was very happy. Well, we I think we'd have been happier too if Chicago would have picked you earlier. <laughs> you wouldn't have been in the division. We, we not, not have to face it. We wouldn't have to face them twice a year, exactly. Let's talk about the Browns and the Bengals franchises. Since the playing days of you three fine athletes, both organizations have struggled a bit. But what do you think about the state of the Bengals and Browns now and the rivalry? Can it get back to being something very intense? I really do. You know, you guys got a, a, a nice young nucleus down there uh, with Deshaun Watson. Everybody's 
you know, was was down on on a young fella, but he was a he was a hell of, a heck of a talent in Houston, and he's gonna do a heck of a job for you guys. Uh, just get you know, and, and you got a, a nice little nucleus going around, especially on the defensive side of the balls. You guys got an excellent defense, and uh, and it's gonna be a rival. But even though we got Joe Burrow's Joe Burrow's record <laughs> against you guys is not impressive at all. <laughs> but he's been, you know, but but he's been taking the the league by storm. He he played a big game against you guys last year, a must win for us, and uh, he turned everything around. I think that's when we went on like our nine game winning streak, um, and it just uh, and he's just a, a, a awesome quarterback, man. I. I'm glad we got him, and you know, and now they, you know, trying to put some uh, some players in effect around him, and they they went out and got him some offensive line that can protect him, and I'm just I'm loving the things that they're doing down here, and uh, especially offensive wise and defensive wise. So we're trying to get geared up to you know hopefully make a another Super Bowl run, but that AFC North. I think is the toughest division in the NFL right now. Well, you uh, you're a quarterback expert from playing with Boomer and then in college with the awesome Randall Cunningham. So um, your analysis of the Bengals and the Browns, and not just trying to create hype and agree with you, but yes, with Joe Burrow coming and the Bengals on the ascent like this, and Deshaun Watson now coming into his second year in Cleveland, I actually think Gab, your question. Um, this is almost going to be somewhat of a resurgence of the competitiveness of the Browns Bengals battle of Ohio, where these games absolutely each game absolutely means something in terms of playoffs positioning home field advantage and how your January and hopefully your February is going to look. And I love I'm not saying it because you're here, Ick. We, uh, we I love Joe Burrow and how he plays also. But, you know, one of the kind of things that's hopefully is going to continue from the Browns perspective is Denzel Ward's had a good start to his career at covering against Joe. So if we could keep coming to that psychology kind of stuff going with athleticism, I think you're going to see from the fans perspective in the state of Ohio, we're going to see really good football from both teams. No doubt. No doubt. And like you said, Bernie, it's going to be a, it's going to be a nail biter, man. And I think whoever uh, wins our division, this year, are probably going to be favored to go to the Super Bowl. Iggy, let me ask you this. Uh, looking at, obviously, uh, the Bengals, um, like you said, I mean, it just had a great, great year last year, and you're talking about all the pieces they're putting around uh, Joe Burrows. Uh, obviously, his contract is up, or he's still got a year or two on there. I mean, the Bengals have been known, haven't, been known to paying a lot of money. Are they going to be able to come up with that money to pay this kid? Because obviously, look what the Giants just paid that kid. They got over forty-four millions, and he's um, nowhere yeah. near uh, as good as Joe Burrow. Yeah, yeah, you guys got the you guys got the man. He's going to break the bank, Hanford, but he's going to structure uh, structure it to to where he can keep his weapons. You know. Uh huh. He's going to break the bank, but he's going to—they're going to structure it to where he can keep some of those offensive weapons that he's got now. You know, with the Higgins and the uh, Chase, because uh, Chase is up. Higgins is in uh, up uh, this year, and then uh, um, Chase next year, right? Chase is up next year. 
So they got so they 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 got to get those two signed, man. And it's gonna be it's gonna be difficult, man. But you know, hey, I'd rather have that problem than not have a problem. You know? Hey, so, you know, Ick and Hanford, I uh, I actually think that uh, from a from the Browns' perspective, for the Browns fans listening here, that that's actually a major issue for us because. Almost like us in the mid-80s and some of the stuff myself being from up here, I wanted to be here. Um, I wasn't going to leave. I didn't want to go. Um, Joe Burrow's love for this area, his love for the Appalachia region when he won the, when he won the Heisman and he was talking about the opiate issues and um, people that haven't been affected and have had such a tough life and how they're, he's able to make a difference in there and being the consummate team player. Um, I th- have a feeling he's going to be trying to work with the ownership and the coaching staff to keep those beautiful weapons around us because us quarterbacks, Joe, Joe's awesome. And he's one of the few guys that I think can play on his own, but we are victims or beneficiaries of the guys around us. And the more, the more weapons we have, the better we're going to look. And I see him as the consummate team player that's going to kind of allow that to happen. So, unfortunately, I 100% agree with you. Hey, hey uh, Icky, why don't you uh, take this moment and, and, and talk about something that's uh, really dear to your heart, uh, talk about your foundation and, um, and, and yeah. what's, what it's all about, and then, uh, obviously, if people want to uh, – uh, donate to that, which is a worthy cause, they can. But why don't you talk a little bit about that, if you don't mind? Yeah, if, you know, with, with people who don't know, I lost my middle son to asthma uh, 12 years ago, and I started a foundation in his name called the Jovante Woods Foundation. And Jovante is spelled J-O-V-A-N-T-E, woodsfoundation.org is our website. And what we do is we go around of the country raising money for asthma research and asthma education. And what we're trying to do is trying to help families not go through the pain and suffering that we went through of losing a loved one to asthma. And me, myself, I grew up with a touch of asthma. So I really didn't know asthma can kill. My whole thinking was you take your medicine and, and you'll be okay. And that was my thinking you know, until 12 years ago when it took my son from me and I started doing some research and found out that asthma is one of the fastest growing diseases in America, but it's the least amount of money if not spent on finding a cure, finding a better way to treat it. And then since 1980, asthma has risen like 80% in the kids from the age of being born to the age 19. And a real alarming statistic that just blew me out the water is that 11 people a day die from asthma. Wow. And I said, well, there's nobody doing wow. anything about that. So I started the foundation, you know, to, uh, like I say, raise money for, um, for research. But the most important thing is education, trying to educate people on how serious and severe asthma really is. So if we can get the word out and get people educated on the symptoms and what to look for in asthma and to get your kids tested. And that's the most important thing is to get them tested. So, you know, they have asthma and then you can find out what needs to be done or what steps you can take. If you, if your child is having an asthma attack or they're in the process of having an asthma attack. 
Icky, if anyone wanted to donate to that, how do they do it? They can go on our website, and, and like I said, the website is spelled J-O-V-A-N-T-E, Jovante Woods Foundation.org. Wow. Icky, you could absolutely count on us. And yeah. some of the health and wellness stuff that we're working on, and absolutely some of the foundational stuff and awareness, and then flat out just trying to raise money to create the education and to create the pilots and protocols that need to be done for this research. We're absolutely yes. there for us. We're there for you. Well, I, I definitely appreciate we that have to much. get We have to get like the Browns and Bengals and kind of tie the state of Ohio together on, on issues like this. You know, right. like we were right. talking at the beginning yeah. um, of the opiate issue and some of the stuff that – I do in Zanesville and Hanford oh, was in Zanesville. Uh, Bernie, believe me, I, I know about that. My daughter, my daughter suffered 15 years from that man, and still, still going through it, bro. So I, I, I know that. I know that pain and and that suffering of of having a loved one go through that, and you know, getting that, trying to get the help they need, but it's still hard on them because you know, sometimes they. They they fall back to it and and they don't even know why. You right, know? right, 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 right. Yeah, wow. So I've had that issue myself, Vicky, and 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 actually for a lo longer period than the fifteen years. So on air here and off air, let's absolutely touch base on this, man. I'm yeah, here for no, you. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt, Bernie. Well, big dog, we uh, we can't thank you uh, enough for coming on with us. I man, mean, ain't no need thanking me, Hammer. You know you my dog, man. Yeah. Whatever you need me, man, you know I'm there for you, bro. Hey, we're coming down. We're coming down to your neck of the woods, uh, July eighth for a charity event. So we yeah, have to okay. we're gonna have to stomp down and bother you. Absolutely. Okay, okay, no doubt. No hey, doubt. and let's make, make sure you hit me up and and keep me abreast, man, because you know I like to you know. Always like to hang out, man, and have some fun and sit back and, and just, just chop it up. Ick, we're going to get together on our own health and wellness for us guys and for sure on our, our family members there. We're there okay, for you. Okay, yeah. Actually, I'm going to be coming up there uh, sometime next month to, to go uh, get get my health and wellness thing done down there at the Cleveland Clinic. Okay, let me okay, know, big yeah, dog. Yeah, definitely come in. We love you, brother. God bless yeah, you. Yeah, love you too, man. You guys, you guys take care, man. You Appreciate matter. Appreciate you having me on, man. You got Much it, Much love friend. and respect.